0: Welcome to the Live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live, where you can take control of the airwaves here. All you have to do is dial in. Our toll-free number is available to you over at 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We've also got the Discord on our call-in line rooms at discord.lrn.fm, so feel free to join us there, and then you'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us, because it gives you a big boost uh, in audio quality over a normal phone call at discord.lrn.fm. Tonight, with you, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Mark. So we got all kinds of stuff to talk about tonight, including the poor, poor Border Patrol who are so sad that people hate them. Get in line with the TSA people. Now, why would that be? Why would someone hate the Border Patrol? We'll get, in, get into that a little bit later on. Plus, it uh, looks like New York State is going to be using uh, so called emergency executive action to ban the sale. Of flavored e-cigarettes it's an emergency so beating uh, the federal government to the punch on that one and uh your calls and thoughts of course are also welcome but richie you had a story tonight from common dreams which is a, a pretty lefty website right sure. News i'm source. not i'm not
1: really familiar with the website itself mm-hmm. but so I, what are you doing over there on that side of town you know just checking out what's out there i've been i've been converted mark Here's the thing. It's important to know what people think. I'm giving up the ideas of liberty.
0: I'm giving up the ideas
1: of freedom. (laughs) It has happened. uh, Unfortunately so. I'm being facetious, but unfortunately so. (laughs)
0: Uh, But there have been people who have actually even moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project migration and have given up on the ideas of liberty and completely joined uh, the side of statism.
2: Well, they're not very achievable, the ideas of liberty, so that it gets difficult for people, right? Like, nobody wants to fail over and over and over and over again. Hey, life is about the journey, man. You Ah, think that's
0: what their reason is, is that they didn't like failing?
2: I think that the vast majority, and by that I mean every single one, of human beings really don't know what their own motivations are.
0: Hmm. Well, could be. Uh, One lady who became a state representative totally turned against the libertarian Uh, movement here and became very, as from what I understand, unfriendly uh, towards her former friends and that seemed to have a lot to do with her boyfriend, who was a Democratic activist. She was with an anarchist when she moved here, and then got together with this Democrat guy, oh. and then became a Democrat. So
1: all we got to do is break him up and hook her up
2: with another anarchist. That and Seems b- like
0: it would solve the problem. There we go. You know, Trade, like Trade her back any, to this stage. It's
2: not like there was any shortage of males within the uh, the Liberty movement here to desirable choose from. males. Then, well, yeah, I don't, well, I don't, desirable. Know to, I don't know how to produce that.
0: <laughs> there was another guy here in Keene. His name was Will May. Uh, he was, you know, he was always kind of like a lefty libertarian, but he basically rejected the idea of non-aggression after some amount of time and decided that he did think the government needed to tell people what to do for their own good, of course. Of course. And, uh, went off to the left, ended up thankfully moving out of the area and moved to, uh, I think initially Vermont and then further to New York. So he's now in a place that is right for him.
1: I don't know how that, I don't know how people make that transition because in my mind, It's okay to start there, right, to start at the left or to start at the right and then come into the ideas of freedom and liberty and go like, wow, that makes a lot more sense. Mm. We should try that instead. Um, But but to give up on it simply because you're not achieving
0: it doesn't seem productive at all. either. I'm just saying from the people I know, yeah, that wasn't their reason. Sure. So Mark was speculating that that may be some people's reason. I don't know anyone who's actually said that that was their reason. Well,
1: but even to walk back on it, even to go like, well, no, no, no. This freedom thing, that that's too much. Right? You you
2: can't have personal freedom and liberty because people don't know how to behave
1: themselves. That was basically his excuse.
2: A lot of people that have said basically, uh, you know, they 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 got into the liberty movement to understand the ideas of liberty, mm-hmm. that they found it to be a very interesting, you know, a field of study and then once they felt that they'd conquered it in whatever way because you know that's certainly doable it's an intellectual pursuit yeah as an intellectual pursuit okay. and then the realization comes that this is not going to not something that can happen in my lifetime and here's another sort of big nail in the coffin of this uh, th- this idea set is is that it is very difficult to determine how it should be implemented Right. Like, you know, it's easy to say, well, whenever the issue comes up, we should do this, this or this. But let's say, for instance, you're talking about border freedom. Um, the idea that you that free people can cross the borders of a free country freely or you don't have free people and you don't have a free country. Right. Like that's an obvious statement. However, if you were to get border freedom in the United States without doing anything about the welfare state, the warfare state and, you know, the the sort of uh, disparity and voting amongst The, uh, you know, the immigrants that might come here, because the vast majority of poor people are likely to vote Democrat, the Republicans are never going to go for that. So... Um, if you don't address one of those issues, that those issues are married. And if you don't address one side of that issue, then the other side is going to make it fall apart. And this goes with so many different issues out there. It's like, well, what about this? Oh, well, why want freedom in that area too. But you don't get it, you know, and that people understand that implementation matters and the order of implementation matters. And then the politicians are never going to do what we want them to do anyway. And... They just give up. But and yes, I've talked to many people. But there's that say a
0: difference that. between hold on. There's a difference between just giving up, yeah, and you know, calling it a day and saying, you know what, I'm retired from activism. Still love freedom, but not going to spend my time on it. I'd rather go, you know, sit on the beach and drink my ties or whatever. Sure, uh, fine, okay, I get that. But to give up and then change your beliefs to the complete opposite—that's what I'm talking. That about. doesn't make any sense, especially you know, the liberty movement is immoral position Agreed. the the moral position of you it's not think. okay to violate my neighbor's rights to threaten somebody with violence in order to get them to do what i want we're talking about people who have gone from purportedly believing that to then going and believing the complete opposite and saying, yes, it is okay to use violence against my neighbor, either because it's for their own good, in the case of the lefty guy that I told you about earlier, or in the case of Christopher Cantwell, who also was a libertarian and then went off totally to the right all the way over to racist white nationalism, he wants to use the government to create his perfect little society. And use violence against the people who disagree with him, if necessary. So they they both completely embraced the violence of the state. It wasn't, I don't think, because they were failing at libertarianism. They just changed their minds. They decided that they wanted to control their neighbors, that they would have a better society if they could just tell people what to do. There are those people who want to control people. It's just hard for us to understand yeah. how you could have rejected that idea and then proceed to th- embrace
1: it. I think part of that, I guess a little bit of nuance, is using, using the state uh, to control your neighbors because you feel attacked by your neighbors.
2: Right, and that's, mm-hmm. what I would, uh, that's what, where I was going to go with this, is that the reality is is that your neighbors are using the state today. And we'll use the state tomorrow. Not most of them. Most of them ignore the the government. They They don't vote. Well, um, they do a variety of things in support of the notion of the state. And this is one of the difficulties of a re- revolution. A revolution, if you want to you know, have one, you have to get the right people thinking the right way in the same place, ready to do the same stuff. And whether or not the vast majority of people go about their lives without implementing the state as a tool against their neighbors, that may be true, but they still understand that it's happening and they're like oh well you know we need it for this area or that area that kind of thing so you can't have people texting and driving you can't have right. people smoking in restaurants i tell
0: you what i see them texting and driving every time they drive by this
2: house yeah well they're not principled libertarians they're just jackholes that don't think that they're going that that, that well i'm not going to hurt anybody this time <laughs> i'm not going to get an accident this
0: time yeah so. I'm just saying, the lot of new crap.
2: As far as I'm concerned, the person who's out there on their phone uh, while driving is one of the reasons that we have, uh, you know, we have a state, and it's one of the arguments for a state.
0: It ain't working. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> almost every person that goes by this house. Now, to be fair, we're on a residential street. It's not sure. exactly the busiest of streets, but it's still somebody's cat or somebody's common. kid could be running right out in the middle of the Absolutely. street. Absolutely. Well, I, I, you know, I moved from Hawaii for the the freedom
1: migration. Is that, right. is that what we're called? And back there, there was no walking while texting.
0: When we like wow. you couldn't even have
1: while you were a pedestrian. Well, you could hurt
0: yourself. You could. You could run into a pole. You could fall down a manhole. Uh, you know, I've walked whatever. into a pole without my phone in my hand. Just <laughs> toll free number way. here eight fifty five four fifty free. Common dream says socialism made America great. We're going to get uh, into that story coming up on Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, live Sunday edition of the show. You can dial toll-free to join us here. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM, 855-450-3733. Tonight it's Ian, Richard Rich, and Mark. And liberty-minded folks, people who reject the initiation of force and who agree to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle, those are the kind of people who belong at Liberty.Menu. If you believe in the state, if you believe in using violence against your neighbor, please do not go to liberty.menu. We Don't want you there. Uh, but if you uh, if you change your mind later, yeah, if leave you change it. your mind later. Come on, <laughs> right. But well, yeah, if you turn against Liberty, you should take down your uh, your listings. Uh, but it's for people who care about freedom to let other people who care about freedom know about, let's say, a business that you have, or maybe a show that you do, or an event that you're creating. Go to liberty.menu. You can put your stuff that you do on the site. It's you know map-based site where there's reviews and ratings. There's even a bit of a social networking aspect to connect and share with others. And it's free to do it. So unless you don't want people to know you care about freedom, you really ought to be listed with whatever you do at liberty.menu. As we continue, here, are the story from Common Dreams. Uh, Richie, headline, Tim Butterworth writing about socialism making America great. Now, Common Dreams is like... You know, one of those old leftist publications, I think it, it dates back some amount of time. Uh, pre-internet? W- weren't they pre-internet? I feel I'm like they're, they're sort of in that Mother Jones. If not, they certainly have a, uh, a brand that has been around in, in internet, you know, internet times fairly effectively.
1: This may be my first foray into it. And I just, I don't know how I came across the article or where I was when it popped up. But I went, ooh, this is different. Because, you know, my normal show prep is the same as everything else. Liberty friendly, you know, liberty positions. And, you know, I figured this is the alternate position. So, like I said, I have been converted. I changed. <laughs> I believe now that socialism made America great. All right. So, so hold before, on. Before we
0: go on, sure. uh, just a little history here. It looks like they launched in 1997. So, not around as long as I thought. Not my like mother Jones. But they've me. been around for a long time on the internet.
2: Yeah. That's I, like
0: very early internet. That's effect. early internet, Yeah. yeah.
2: I uh, I have a difficult time with this term socialism and the shifty way that it is defined. So you will find in libertarian circles people want – there are two types, right? There's people that want to define socialism as – as I was taught when I went to school that socialism is state ownership of the means of production. Right? Sure. Um, or Plato uh, defined it as rule by an educated elite. All right. Both of those basically are the same thing. There's a small club. You're not in it. it. Right? Um, Whereas socialism as defined by the left libertarians would be community ownership of the means of production. Libertarian socialist is a term. It's a thing. Right. They're out there. they, They are out there. And I'm happy to have people that do not want to use the state in order to solve their problems, even if they use a term differently than I use a term. So. All right. Um, community ownership of the means of productions. I would just call that a co-op or a commune. Sure. But I also don't think the means of production really holds much sway in our lives as much as it did. I mean, you know, if, yeah, if you're a 19th century steel worker, the means of production is very, very important. However, all of them are dead. So, you know, I mean, means of production. All right. Does that mean y'all are going to start a farm? Well okay so i it has been argued with me that
1: the the term means of production is an antiquated term uh-huh. and we need to come up with something better of it okay however it's i think that it's still useful because the means of production is those tools in which that are used to produce things okay so for a farm right the means of production is could be the tractor mm-hmm. that's used right who gets who gets to plant the crops well whoever has got the tractor
2: Otherwise, you're just a guy out there dropping seeds in the dirt. So the bank. Right. Well, depends, right? bank always owns the tractor. Oh, they own the land, too. Okay. Oh, yeah, everything. Okay. Right? I mean, in modern society, as the way the economy has developed, really, what we need to look at are three things. The state... The banks and the multinational corporations those are the ones that control us and we don't have good terminology for that and I understand okay. the socialists complained against those things so
1: the computer manu- agree with them the computer manufacturer right IBM or hewlett Packard or or Apple even right where 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 their factory is located and they're actually producing the technology and the items that you purchase right they might have a lease on loan from the banks so you could then say the bank owns it. But I think a lot of those companies have enough income. Yeah, they're doing fine. They're doing fine. Sure. Right. So, but they, the company, right? Apple, IBM, whatever, Hewlett Packard, they own the means of production. They own the factory, the warehouse, whatever, of which is used to, to produce those goods. So, when in, when in terms of you know community ownership, it would be cooperative ownership over like everyone has a share in the factory, or everyone has a share of the tractor. Can I, I sell my could, share? If well, if you're if you're an owner of it, sure.
2: Why not? Okay. If yeah, if you're a factory worker, you could do it, certainly do it. So it, those are fine ideas yeah. and co-ops work. What they don't do generally is start up well, right? It's hard to get a co-op from start through the startup phase. Hmm. It often works if some guy came along and is like, well, I'm retiring. Uh, does anybody want to buy the factory? Uh, and all the workers say, we'll buy the factory and run it. We want our jobs. And then it tends to run a little better that hmm. way. So, They've o- the means of production. Well, they bought it. Um, and then there's another definition for socialism, which the modern sort of socialists are using for the, sort of a Fabian definition, which is this kind of a well-developed, democratically uh, implemented social welfare program so for instance you can have a capitalist society such as Sweden or Denmark or something like that that has a well-developed social welfare component and the socialists are going to call that socialism I think that's what we're going to get into here. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't. I wish we had different terms to describe these things rather than using the same term and just applying it in different ways.
0: All right, did the fascists have social welfare programs? I presume they did. I mean, what state doesn't? Right. So, well, would that be socialism. Today, if the fasci- fascists are running it,
2: there was a time when uh, autocrats wouldn't have given any social welfare program. They considered serf to, serfs to be uh, property, more mm-hmm. or less, and. You know, they they wouldn't have given any kind of health care, you know, food or anything like that. If you want food, get to work. You know, make me some and then give me a percentage of it. Then again, that's basically what we have now for those that choose to work. You choose not to work, we've got a social welfare program for you. But if you choose to work, then we're going to take some of it from you and give it to the people who won't. Well, and you can, have, you can also
1: have like what was described last week as the post-capitalist where everyone has a 3D printer and has their own means of production to produce their own things. Hmm. You know,
0: decentralized.
1: Decentralized. Whatever. Yeah. I'm for that. All right. So socialism made America great. Uh, the GOP hopes the S-word will scare you. But great public works projects transformed this country for the like better. Like the
0: Big Dig in Boston. Mm. <laughs> That's great. It's big. It took three decades or right. two decades or something like that. <laughs> Somebody rem- died a few
2: times. I'd rem- I would remind Worth you. It. That uh, human cost is worth it. That when it comes to dams, that it makes the modern left, um, you know, sort of greeny leftists that are out there crazy. That you know, dams have all kinds of ecological problems. Mm. So, um, you know, for those are going this, this is going to outline programs like dams and say, aren't they great? Well, not so much. Well, you can be the counterpoint.
1: From single payer health care to climate change, the 2020, 2020 Democrats have ambitious plans. But these new grand and green deals aren't as radical as some make them sound. In fact, big public projects are what made America great.
0: Well, I want to hear about this. We'll uh, dig in further. Your calls and thoughts are welcome. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Or call us on our Discord lines at discord.lrn.fm. This is Free Talk Live's Live Sunday show. I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, Edge Wallet at edge.app. Edge is the wallet I use more than any other, and that was true long before Edge Wallet became a sponsor of Free Talk Live. Edge Wallet allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and more. It's available for both Android and iOS, and you can download it via the Play or App Store or via Edge Wallet's website, edge.app. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. All you have to do, dial toll-free, take control of the airwaves here. We're talking about socialism and, uh, you know, what does it actually mean? Plus, there's a story over at Common Dreams that uh, you've just begun sharing with us, Richie, uh, claiming that socialism made America great. So we're going to get uh, deeper into that. Your calls and thoughts are certainly welcome. You can join us here at 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. And whatever kind of uh, government gang you have out there, whether they're socialists or fascists or some other-ist, uh, they probably want to know about you and where you are, what you're doing. They actually know as much as they possibly can about you. They're all about gathering data on you. Well, you can use the GoDark bag to, at the very least, prevent them from gathering your location uh, with your smartphone. You put it into a Faraday bag from GoDark bags at godarkbags.com slash FTL, and you will be off the grid, at least as long as it's in the, the Faraday bag. Some people think they can turn their GPS off and that that's going to eliminate it. No, the phone will still track, or if you go into airplane mode, the phone still uses GPS to track your location while you're in airplane mode and then as soon as you go back online it uploads all that data to whoever it needs to upload it to go to godarkbags.com slash ftl and check out their faraday bags godarkbags.com slash ftl if you care about privacy you got to have the right tools godarkbags.com slash ftl let's go to robert in south carolina robert you're on free talk live with ian ritchie and mark
3: yes i just wanted to let you know that i lived under. Um, socialism, democratic socialism in Central Europe for about 20 years and, um, you know, a, a lot of times they say that, you know, in, so under socialism we didn't have to uh, first of all, that our country didn't have socialism but our, 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 our chancellor said to them yes, we do have socialism, we have democratic socialism uh, democracy is what she called it, and she's referred to it as socialdemocratia, in other words our
0: brand Slow down, man, you're, you've got a lot to say it seems like, and you're just going a little fast
3: Okay, okay, Sure. sure In other words, um what I'm trying to say is that um, our brand of democratic socialism in the country in which I lived, in Central Europe, um, provided us with world-class technologies, um, like for medical treatment and for education, all the way up to the university levels.
0: But socialism um, doesn't, doesn't create technology. It's just wealth redistribution. Well,
3: well, the, the, the companies that operated in our country did produce those technologies. Were they
0: government-operated uh, companies, meaning socialist companies?
3: Not exactly. It, it operated. With, it, our, our country operated on a socialistic system, and these companies operated w- within the framework of our form of democratic socialism. So they weren't, weren't nationalized
0: we by the country in which you, you were?
3: That's correct.
0: Okay, yes. so they weren't really socialist. That sounds more like fascism. Uh, yeah, it does sound more like <laughs> fascism. <laughs>
3: Well, our, our chancellor refers to it as democratic, uh, our brand of democratic socialism, and, and and education. There are a lot of socialistic. Well, this is why the problem
0: that. is, you know, with these definitions is one person saying socialism doesn't mean what the other person saying socialism means. Um, what you're oh, describing yeah, you're right is the traditional definition of fascism, which is where it's a corporate controlled or where the uh, the government regulates the corporations. But that's a
2: ruined term by you know modern standards. So no. Is socialism
1: it. ruined too? No, because um, it's way too popular right now to be. But people don't ruined. know what
2: they're saying. Fine. Well, that, yeah. well I mean, if, <laughs> if you presume that your definition that you like is
0: the right one. Well, that's why yeah. I think it's important to ask somebody what they think that socialism is. Sure. How would you define it, yeah. well, uh, they're, Robert, they're, in South Carolina?
3: Well, there are, there are different brands of, of socialism. That's quite correct. And, and it goes all the way to. To what people might refer to as a kind of national commune or communism or
0: mm-hmm. autocratic
3: communism, like what they had in, like Joseph Stalin's system, um, which is, which was quite different than ours, no question about that. But our system integrated the best aspects of both systems. Now, how many people uh, did
0: Stalin? Didn't he murder some uh, some large amount of people?
2: Oh, there's the starvation in the Ukraine too. Yeah, I mean, how well, many people? Stopped.
0: You know, is it worth to murder in order to have such a great system? Well, it's not
3: worth murdering one. And oh, okay. No need to murder
0: anybody? Oh, thank goodness! So, what you're saying well, is that's it, it,
2: the, the definition of the state is an organization that uses uh, violence in order to achieve its uh, its means, right? Like it's if it's only a threat, it's still violence. So, no, no, there's
3: there's no threat aspect. We we would never never do something like okay. that. Hold- it's, it's,
1: it's, I have a question. Yeah. Are you saying that in the country that you lived in, there was not one citizen, individual, resident? that opposed that type of government while you were there?
3: Anyone who, anyone who opposed it, there were two possibilities. One is you could switch to private. In other words, there's a, there's a, there are 800 quasi-governmental insurance companies for medical services in Germany. If you, if you reach a certain level of income and you don't like that system, you're allowed to switch to a private system, and actually 10% of the people in Germany do.
2: Do you not have to pay for the other system when you switch to the private system? Yes, you do. Okay. Well, what if you don't
0: pay for it, though?
3: Well, then you can stick with the governmental system. No, 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 no.
0: What happens if you don't pay for it? What What? happens if you refuse? I want to use the private system. With a VAT, it's very difficult to not pay. But I don't want to pay into the the government system.
3: Oh, you don't have to pay into the government system if you switch to the private system.
0: Okay, you just said that you did. So you're saying you don't have to pay taxes.
3: you do have to pay taxes so income tax, of course, you have to pay income tax. That and doesn't go to that doesn't
0: go to benefit the private health care or not private sorry the uh, the government health care system.
3: No uh, people people pay uh, uh, based upon their income for the for the governmental system.
1: How is that different from just having a private system that people pay based on their income for?
3: Well, the private system is a bit more expensive, generally.
2: Well, now the, with the, in the United States, if, if you want to call it a private system, um, prior to the implementation of Obamacare, it was three-quarters funded by the government. And after Obamacare, it's seven-eighths uh, funded by the government. So, I mean, you know, it's just different. Uh, I mean, yeah, the, we don't have free market in medical. I was down in Mexico where they have a more free market in medical. The doctor's visit was free so long as I bought uh, my medication at the pharmacy. Wow. So they employed a doctor in order to prescribe the stuff that they sold. But I want to get back to pointing out the, the violence inherent in the system, my brother, right? So the violence inherent in the system is, is that I don't know what it's like in Germany, but I know what states are like because I've lived under one in the United States. And in the United States, if I choose not to file my income taxes – It's quite possible I'm going to get a letter from the government telling me to file my income taxes. And if I ignore that, it's quite possible I'm going to get a visit from somebody who says, you're going to have to start paying your taxes or we're going to throw you in jail. And if I resist uh, going to jail, like, you know, try to preserve my freedom uh, through, you know, the sort of means that people do, then at some point or another, they're going to shoot and kill me.
0: That's what
3: that's
0: that's not happening in Germany, apparently. No, no.
3: No, no, of course not. They would never, never do something like that.
0: All right, well. You, you don't actually believe that, right? <laughs> like when you say what you oh, just I, said, I know, you know. I
3: know exactly what they would do. I've been down all those roads before, and I know and I know other people have had different experiences. I know exactly what can happen. And what will happen is, I'll tell you what will happen. Okay. If you don't cooperate with them, they will uh, stop by your, your the place where you're doing business. And if you are not don't open the door or not answering, they'll drop a little bill in your mailbox for 130 euros. And uh, then uh, they'll come back another time without an appointment. And if you're not there again, they'll drop another bill in the mailbox for 130 euros. But in the final analysis, I, I I don't think that they'll ever arrest you because I asked my accountant, I said, well, what happens if we don't cooperate? And he said, hey, Dr. Chrisman, die wollen nicht ihr körper, die wollen ihr geld. In other words, they don't want your body, they want your money.
1: So if you don't pay them, that's it? You just walk away?
3: Well, they'll, they'll pursue you, and they'll shut off your bank accounts. That happened to me too. Um, but I tested them out to see exactly what would happen, and, and that's what they do. They, they, don't, they, they don't arrest you. Right. They, they Interesting claim. You with
2: that. Well, it's a, it's a, you know, not being able to have a bank account isn't freedom. It's just a form of uh, violence that you can't do anything about. That's so, not violence. Well, that's just an. When they claim the VAT from the company that you're buying things from. Mm-hmm. You're, I mean, you know, it's just an unavoidable tax. In the same way that yeah. you have a cell phone and you can't
0: avoid paying. Can you avoid that by buying, like, uh, secondhand? Sure. Okay, then it's avoidable.
3: Okay. okay, so in any case, and if you are home, they'll come into your business and they'll put little, what they call cuckoos on all the stuff you own, just like little seals so that you can't sell any of the office equipment that you have. In other words, you're beholden to them in a kind of way. And that's how they, that's another way in which they can try to control you. But that's what they'll do. They'll try to use more methods of control, but they... They don't, they don't seem to put you in
0: jail. Interesting. Robert, thanks for sharing your experience thing? I mean, Can I just us. take it off? Uh, I don't know. Like don't get into for your car. Thanks for the car. <laughs> I right. appreciate it, man. Take uh, that off with an angle grinder. Interesting claims. I don't know if I buy it, but uh, he said he was there. He said he went through it. So if you want to share your thoughts and perspective, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves. More on socialism on the way. You can share with us your thoughts. It's Free Talk Live it is free talk live live sunday edition of the program socialism the folks over at common dreams claiming that it made america great and we're going to get further into that story uh because i don't buy it But you can share your thoughts with us. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Although we had a guy call from Germany who claims if you don't pay taxes there, they're just going to send you some some bills and... Make it so you can't sell your office furniture and take money out of your bank account or shut down your bank account.
1: I, I said it was the nuisance inherent in the system because it, <laughs> se- it seems to just make life a li- just slightly more difficult for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you can go live on cryptocurrency or something like that, then whatever. Shut the bank accounts down. No problem.
2: Well, um, let's talk about owning a gun in Germany. You can't do that, I don't think, right? Or can you? You can own a—you there. You certainly can get a license to own a gun— but you're not for self-defense. It's basically unusable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, but if you you know that's your hobby, for instance, I like put holes in paper. Um, you know, yeah, sure. We, you can you could manage to work that out with enough uh, government forms. Absolutely. So you know, by, by no means is Germany some kind of uh, libertarian paradise.
0: Absolutely not. I don't think that guy would have understood what a libertarian paradise was. But- I don't
2: know. I think he got some of it.
0: Gun laws in Germany, it says here they have some of the most stringent in Europe, restricting the acquisition, possession, and carrying of firearms to those with a creditable need for a weapon. I don't know if they mean creditable or credible. But anyway, it bans fully automatic weapons, severely restricts the acquisition of other types of weapons. Compulsory compulsory liability insurance is required for anyone who is licensed to carry firearms. So apparently, yeah, you can get a gun, but it's probably not going to be an easy thing to do.
1: Well, and with no violence coming from the government, there's no reason to overthrow the government of Germany either.
0: You can obtain a firearms ownership license. Uh, You may need a different one for each weapon that you buy. Oh, geez. Uh, Applicants for the license must be at least 18 years old and undergo what's called a reliability check, which includes checking for criminal records, whether the person's an alcohol or drug addict, whether they have mental illness or any other attributes that might make them questionable to authorities, like, you know, being against the state. For instance,
2: I watch this guy called the Slingshot Channel. Uh, for those out there, YouTube v- viewers, you're likely familiar with this guy. He uh, he owns weapons, uh, lots of them, and but he makes a lot his own, himself too. So mm-hmm. you know. Well, why do you watch him?
0: What's he What's he do?
2: Um, basically, <sighs> these days he makes uh, repeating bow and arrows. So does it show nice. him
0: making the, the weapon itself? Is right. That...
2: He'll give you, you know, schematics and blueprints. Mm-hmm. I would never make one, so um, it doesn't really matter. I just like to watch this guy make a repeating bow and arrow because it's awesome.
0: All right. Let's uh, continue here with Common Dreams. There's, they were about to tell us that social projects like, I guess, building bridges or something Big like that? Big public projects. Uh, were what made America great. Uh, let's go on. I want to hear the claims.
1: When President Dwight Ike Eisenhower took office in 1953. America had been buffeted by the Great Depression of the 1930s and World War II in the 1940s. The Cold War put its competition with Soviet Five-Year Plan and Chinese Great Leap Forward. Eisenhower was concerned that soldiers soldiers would return home to closing factories. So Ike pushed for massive infrastructure spending, creating the Dwight D. Eisenhower System of Interstate and Defense Highways. Okay, interjection real quick. We in Hawaii, there's an Eisenhower interstate. It's part of this because it had to be there by law, and yet it enters
2: no other state.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: that is true. What's the interstate number for in Hawaii? Uh, we have the it's like H one, H two, and H three. Yeah. Huh. Interstate H one is on one island, H two is on another island, H three is on another island. All three are on Oahu. Oahu. Yeah. Ah. Interesting. Not even the biggest island.
1: Not even the biggest island. Huh. To, to go there, it's like 40 miles across the way.
0: Well, wait a minute. How can people get around the other islands if there's no interstates? Uh, there's roads. There's highways. So you what know, you're there's... saying is we don't really need interstates.
1: Well, you don't need an interstate when you're not entering any other state, right? There's no connecting state to Hawaii. Yeah,
0: but I've seen roads go from one state to another state. Those I, aren't yeah. interstates.
2: I wouldn't make my That's argument true. against the uh, interstate system. It's a really great uh, you know, project however the question is do you need the government to do it though that well do you need the government and what is something worth this is an important question to ask yourself is, is sure but um, you know the Honda Accord's a great car, but if somebody tried to sell you one for one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, you'd be like, no, 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 that's not worth it. You know, the, for the government to say something's great, you should be happy to pay for it, mm-hmm. does not, um, it, it's you know,
0: you should be, ha- does not mean you should be happy to pay anything right. for it. Right. Sure. First off, you don't know what the value of any other road
2: is because the government owns basically all of them. Um, secondly, uh, you, they don't know what something's going to cost before they start. They may have projections, but when were they ever on budget?
1: And it's not just roads. So, like, I'd listen to a lot of tech shows, and one of the issues that comes up is uh, high-speed internet in rural areas, mm-hmm. right? And one of the, the talking points from the left-leaning hosts, right, is that, well, it's not profitable for big companies like Verizon and AT&T to run cable That's or the fiber yeah. to these rural areas. So, so we need the government. So, you need the government to do it. And I'll go like, well you're already you're already admitting that it's not profitable right Mm -hmm. so now it's it's going to be the taxpayer funded like money down a hole
0: right taxpayers funding by the way a lot of poorer taxpayers funding the wealthy people who are living out uh in these remote areas because in a lot of cases those are not cheap you know houses and that sort of thing that they've built out there and they just they want to be able to live away from everybody else and have everybody else subsidize the internet run out to their house that sucks
1: and but even still, right, so they, they admittedly know that it's like a no profit, no gain, all expense, but and yet that that they advocate for the it government doing. The 1%. It. And it benefits the one percent. Benefits a small percentage yeah. of people at the expense of the many.
2: I'm not sure that the, your one percent claim there is going to hold up. Um, well, there's some poor people out living out of the woods too. Usually, but, it's municipalities yep. that are choosing to um, run, you know, this stuff. And municipalities tax people based in on New the value Hampshire, of the house. In New Hampshire, it's a house. state program. Right, and the state receives money from um, the property tax. Mm -hmm. So the property tax is
0: a... um, Paid for by a bunch of people in cities who don't, you know, they've got the cable modem, they've got the DSL. Um, it's subsidized. It's city people subsidizing the people out in the rural areas. That may very well be the case, but the people in the rural areas don't really care about that.
2: Um, well, know, they I, just want their high speed. Well, yeah, internet. they want their internet. Well, well, you were making the claim that rich people are subsidizing, uh, are, are forcing poor people to pay for their stuff, and I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, the that rich that's people that live out clear. in the woods. Right, there certainly are some, and there's yeah. plenty of poor people areas, that live out in the woods. Yeah. I would, you know, I would take the argument from a different standpoint. You live out in the woods. You get a you get a set of features for your house. You chose to live there. It's not like anybody drove you out to the woods. So
0: you should have to pay the fee for whatever. You want to run a fiber line or a cable line or something. But that last
2: mile is so
1: expensive, Ian. How can one person pay all that expense?
0: If they're rich, they
2: can do it. Well, like Mark said, the poor people in the rural areas. Then The, the do, poor people need to move in town where they, they can get some high-speed right. internet if that's in, what's important to them. I had internet out in the woods uh, before they ran anything out my way. I paid for uh, Wild Blue or HughesNet or mm-hmm. whatever it was. Satellite. Yeah, satellite. Sure. And I had to. we had to limit what we consumed at our houses. We didn't watch YouTube videos and we didn't stream uh, videos. You had a, pa- a cap, a bandwidth cap, right? Yeah, we had a bandwidth cap and it would have been, it yeah, would have aided up right away. Mm-hmm. And now that um, I live in a different place and we have, well, fiber coming in now, and probably because of the municipality uh, working with the state in order to bring it in. But nonetheless, it's coming in. Sure, I'm going to avail myself of it. And you, would, gonna... you wouldn't
1: have advocated that the state and the municipalities do it just for you. Nope, but you're gonna. You, it's available to you, so of course you take advantage of it. Sure, might but, as well. Yeah, but, but I understand
2: well. the limitations of where I chose to live when right. I chose to live there. Yeah. So,
1: but those big infrastructure projects always, always a cost, right? And because if it was a private thing, private companies would do it for the profit.
0: Well, the, yeah, they're claiming that oh, the interstate system. To go back to the story here, yeah. oh, this great interstate system. It's just so wonderful. It w- America wouldn't have been great without this. These big roads designed by the government. And I just don't buy that claim. I think that there certainly could have been roads built privately. In fact, in the old days, the roads were private. The governments stole a lot of the private roads in the United States, basically nationalized yeah. uh, or locally nationalized. In some cases, they that. bought them. I'm sure they bought them at gunpoint or something like that, where it was like, well, here's a deal you can't refuse. Yeah, yeah, that happens. Uh, like, you know, like with uh, eminent domain. Where they buy your property, but they give you yeah. the price that they're going to pay for it. And you either take it or you don't. And if you don't, they're still going to take this it. Where anyway. we're From starting
2: is uh, 1950s with the interstate system. Is because I mean, it seems like we're forgetting a lot of American history if the premise is that we're starting with socialism in the 1950s. Um, you know, like no gilded area, um, no New Deal, uh, no Woodrow Wilson, no. I mean, there's a World War II, none of this stuff. It's just that it goes back a little bit. Okay, there's a couple paragraphs in here that go back further.
0: We'll dig in deeper here, your calls and thoughts. Welcome on socialism and the United States and life today, 855-450-FREE. If you want to weigh in, you can. Hour number two is next. This is the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live at 855-450-FREE. Like freedom, Free Talk Live. You love Bitcoin. It's the future, right? Well, no, not if everyone stops using it. I mean, think about it. How many places in your town take Bitcoin? One? None? None? Let's be real. If this Bitcoin thing is ever going to happen, it's going to need your help. The good news is the guys at AnyPay have your back. We built a website called HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. And it's a place you can send any business. And they'll be set up to take Bitcoin in five minutes. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. It's Free Talk Live, launching into the second hour of the program. Whether you want to talk about socialism or whatever happens to be on your mind, you can take control of the airwaves here with Ian, Richard Rich, and Mark. Our toll-free number for you is 855-450-FREE. Richie, you've got a story from Common Dreams where they're claiming that socialism is what made america great absolutely dig further into that in moments but first we're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts and also you can call in by the way to our discord call-in lines just go to discord.lrn.fm that is where you can 24 hours a day by the way interact with other free talk live listeners and uh, there's various different rooms in there it's like a multi-channel chat server Some of them are voice chats. Most of the people hang out in the text chat rooms. But during our live show, you can connect to the on-air call-in-line rooms at the very top of the list. And then you'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us. So go to discord.lrn.fm to connect there. That's discord.lrn.fm. So you can bring up whatever you want. You don't have to talk about socialism. We do have other things in the news tonight. New York uh, the governor there is signing an emergency executive action to ban the sale of flavored e-cigarettes. Uh, this is looking like it's going to be a trend. Actually, New York isn't the first state to do it. It was Michigan yep. uh, that that did it first. So we'll get to all of that. Let's talk first to Chris. He's calling us from California. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live.
4: I uh, I I was driving home and I heard you speaking about the the family that's being prosecuted for. Uh, Develop or not developing but producing the opioid drugs
0: I don't know if that was our and, show um but uh, we're happy to talk to you about opioids yeah, you'll have to tell us a, a yeah, about the us family in. a
2: little bit i don't know what the, that much about it
4: well it uh i wanted to speak to people who were on the air because they were it's they were possible you're listening
2: to a show that is uh recorded and were you
0: talking about that
2: recently probably mark
4: it's, probably we because it's probably because it's Sunday Cindy, and so that's probably right.
2: Well,
0: I'm look, sorry. Um, I don't know if you've called the right show, but like I said, we're happy to talk to you about opioids. If you just want to tell us what you know, what the story is.
4: Well, uh, the two gentlemen speaking were talking about this family that's that's. Uh, I've only read a little bit about it. I, I live in the Boone Boondocks, okay. and I I see that they t- said they give a lot of their fortune. To pay back the people that have been hit with the uh, oxycodone. We stuff. briefly
2: discussed uh, last night uh, the, the, the 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 recent rulings uh, regarding the whatever that family is that uh, yeah. know, owns. Yeah. is it Johnson well, Johnson well, I don't know. There's so many and, cases. And at one this of point. the
4: people were saying that those people should be raped for what they've done. And I personally. I was on a liver transplant list for 12 and a half years, and you cannot have any other painkillers except for that, because OxyContin does not damage your liver. It doesn't? And, and, no. And so if, I think if the you acetaminophen have liver can have problems, an effect. That is the only painkiller you can take.
1: It's also really strong. And then,
4: I, and then I did have a liver transplant. And that's a, a pretty painful experience. And while I was in the hospital, I didn't talk to them. They were giving me drugs, but I'm sure it was it was that type of drug.
0: So what you're saying and is so oxycodone the, was uh, beneficial to you.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. And uh uh who was saying I Mark, that think,
0: the,
2: someone should be right no idea what's what what to
4: I don't think when you need the drug anything else can be used by your, these people. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I I'm with you Chris. I how think the that... producer of the drug should be uh who's blamed it should be the doctors that prescribe
1: too much of it well they are who well, to blame. no 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 the everyone has an individual
0: choice on how much to take right it's the individual who's responsible for what they put into their well, body if a doctor says take this and you know call me in the morning yeah he's given you advice but yeah. you could still choose not to follow it well, or you can no, take half no, of it
4: I, I i understand i understand that i understand that completely uh, but a doctor should be able to recognize his patients, which ones are taking too much and which ones aren't, and cut them off.
0: Well, I mean, it's hard to say if somebody is being honest you know, or forthcoming with their habit that they've developed. Maybe and pain they is a weird thing. Maybe they don't want to be honest with their doctor about that. But I don't disagree oh, with oh, you, Chris. Okay. I don't think that the company that makes oxycodone or hydrocodone or whatever, these different uh, opiate products, should be held liable for people's uh, problems. I think the court ruling that's in this particular absolutely case— That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I so know. That's, that's what I'm saying. I don't, so I don't think you disagree with us.
1: I
2: don't know what should. Well, you he's are he's claiming he
1: said the doctor should be responsible.
2: Well, I think that the, um, well, the individual is no, responsible. I,
0: uh, well, yeah, that's where we disagree. Well, but I'm saying the company should not be no, I, held yeah. responsible. And there was a $500-plus plus million dollar uh, I think it was a judgment out of was it Oklahoma or something like that where I that one. uh Johnson and Johnson has been ordered to pay by a jury over 500 million. Now presumably they're going to appeal that. That's what
4: I but, I can't believe that a a manufacturer of a a useful right. needed drug should be
0: Look, heroin is useful. Cocaine is useful. Many of these drugs that they've made illegal are useful in certain medical circumstances. And the government has decided. I, I've never you know,
4: heard of cocaine being used in a medical circumstances. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It
0: yeah. It's yeah. a numbing so. agent uh, for dentists so. at one yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, hey, Chris. I, I
4: knew. It, yeah. Well, I knew it was in 1880, but.
0: Well, that's a, t- that's a time. Hey, thanks, Chris. I appreciate your call tonight. And, and I have no idea who he was listening to saying somebody should be raped over that. That doesn't sound like something anyone would say on our show. So let me ask you uh, this.
2: Um, if a manufacturer of a drug misadvises people on the, say, the danger of addictivity, addictiveness mm-hmm. um, of their drug, should they be responsible for anything there it's no. false advertising i don't right? think
0: that uh anybody should be forced by government to put addictive warnings on their on their labels which is what you're talking about right like well, on cigarettes not, not necessarily addictive warnings, warnings
1: but miss misleading the the side effects or of the of the use case are Probably you like-
0: saying that by misleading you mean they just don't list on their side effects addictive no I mean, by misleading saying, this really isn't addictive. Or oh, you're saying lying about, just straight yeah, up lying. Okay, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that you shouldn't be able to, you know, uh, falsely advertise a thing. But I don't think that you need the government to step in in those circumstances. I think the market can identify actors who are being dishonest and out them publicly, you know, consumer reports. Or, See, to
2: me, fraud is uh, something that libertarianism covers, Mm-hmm. And if you're being you're fraudulent in the marketing of your stuff, I think okay. If we're going to hire this organization to have a monopoly on violence, then sure. Um, fraud is a crime, as far as I'm concerned. And however we manage to prosecute crimes, then I'm fine with it. Fraud being treated as a crime. Mm-hmm. In
1: well, the current I don't, use case being the
0: Yeah, government. I mean, th- I get what you're saying, but I'm against the state. I'm against the government uh, organization in general. The idea of the you know, the use of violence against peaceful people is not okay with me. And the order, in order to have that system, you're going to have to have taxes and that sort of thing. So I'd rather see fraud dealt with in a, uh, a market-based way.
2: Well, there are. Mar- right. So we're agreeing that fraud is a crime. Right. So like burglar, for instance, is a crime. Somebody comes to my house. They take something. There's only, my-
0: it's only a fraud. It's only a crime if there's a victim. Well, the victim
1: is the person who's been defrauded and suffered because of the information. Provided well, right. You can,
0: the can go out there and tell a lie about a product and maybe nobody's going to be- become a victim. of That's it. certainly possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know that.
2: Right. There's a victim and the damages are quantifiable.
0: Or, uh, you know, is it also a lie to claim that your product is the best at a certain thing? well <laughs> is there a victim there
1: no i don't think that's that's another weird one because yeah. it, to to claim you're the best based on what measure right right and how specific you get like i <laughs> uh i'll share this anecdote with you briefly um i used to do uh door-to-door home security systems mm-hmm. uh, back in hawaii and there was a fraudulent home security company that i worked for that skipped town and at one point the owner of the company said as part of our pitch we're the number one home security in the in the state <laughs> uh-huh. and i went well bs because i've worked for the number one home security in the state you're not it you know <laughs> mm-hmm. and he went, no dude you just go to like you know uh uh was it home security report.com and sure enough you go to home security report.com this new startup company number one uh home security owns
0: home s- security report.com he did because I did <laughs> yeah. the who Free Talk Live you are invited to join us here our toll free number is 855 450 free and Free Talk Live brought to you by Derek J's victimless crime spree which today celebrates its 7th anniversary of the theatrical premiere Back in 2012, so congratulations uh, to Derek J and Judge Burke and all of the other people who made that movie great.
1: Did you send uh, Burke flowers?
0: No, but I saw him driving today in oh. <laughs> Keene. Uh, he drives the same kind of car I do. <laughs> anyway, uh, you can go to com if you have not seen this movie. The good news is it's free to watch online anytime you want. You can actually watch... Uh, the original theatrical cut, or you can watch the director's cut version, both of them available for free on the Free Keen YouTube channel. But you can you can link to all of them uh, over at VictimlessCrimesFree.com. And uh, there's, of course, the DVD as well, uh, which is the director's cut version plus something like seven plus hours of bonus footage bonus content on the discs you pop the disc into your computer and you can actually access like all the original activist videos that we used to make the movie from so you get to see the full context the full actual video that uh, whatever those those great clips in the film were were based on can we get Uh,
1: Derek J to watch it again and do a commentary on it that would be kind of cool. I
0: bet we could. Um, there's been some talk about that, maybe for the 10th anniversary, yeah. is to have Derek J uh, back in for another commentary track, or maybe have the group of us uh, do the group track. Didn't
2: the last time he gave commentary on this, he said he was embarrassed about the whole thing?
0: <laughs> well, you're thinking of the uh, five-year retrospective where we did a presentation um, out at uh, the Seacoast, actually. It was the Seacoast Repertory Theater, which is a cool little theater out there that takes cryptocurrency for tickets and that sort of thing. And so that's where we chose to do the presentation since Derek J lives out there now. So he yep. used to live here in Keene. Right above our studio was was uh, was his bedroom. And so or, you know, it, it felt right that the premiere was in Keene when he sure. was still here. We had the premiere at the theater uh and then 5 years later he's living out in Portsmouth, so we showed it out there and lots of people who had not seen it actually got to see it in in a theater kind of thing. So that was that was cool. Um, I don't know if I answered your question. So yes, um, well, oh, I just
1: suggested a, another commentary yeah, track. another commentary of, like, a track. retrospective
0: on the uh, the DVD. You get actually two commentary tracks. Okay. So you know, if you really are into the movie, you can you can watch Derek J's. All by himself, he comments on the film, and then there's another one with me and Bo Davis, who is the editor of the film, and Derek J. Nice. All sitting around watching it, and uh, I-, I thought they were really, really good. So if you uh, if you want to grab that DVD, that's available on VictimlessCrimeSpree.com. So happy anniversary uh, to Victimless Crime Spree. If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out, and then also uh, show it to some friends. It's one of those movies where. It's fine. It's fun to watch alone, but it's even more fun to watch it with a group of people because it is an emotional film. VictimlessCrimeSpree.com. All right. So uh, we've been talking about socialism here. Uh, Richie, you've got a story from Common Dreams. We're sort of coming through slowly over time maybe sure. we'll get through this thing uh, but it's the, a short
1: article but yeah just, yeah
0: it's there's a, a lot, lot there's discussion. a lot to yeah. say uh, on socialism so you know people of course have different definitions of what they believe socialism to be but the person writing this article tim butterworth he seems to think that uh, government projects building projects that sort of thing he mentions the interstate and that's about right. as far as we got that's he seems where we're to at think right these now. are yep. like really important and we wouldn't have them otherwise
1: Congress funded a half century of highway construction building 47,000 miles, the biggest public works project in the history of the world. It cost 500 billion in today's dollars Ooh. with 90% coming from Washington and 10% from the
0: states. Well now, let's let's clarify. The money came from the taxpayers. Absolutely put right. into Washington then redistributed to Siphoned whichever construction companies uh you know got the sweetheart deal of being able to build these things that's probably four times what the actual cost of the roads were
2: right i think the term public works tends to draw up in people's minds as government workers and i would say that government workers were highly underrepresented in the uh, segment of those who built the
0: interstate. When do you ever see government workers building roads?
2: Right. They say, you know, without the government, how would we have roads? When does the government build roads?
0: Thank God they don't.
2: Right. I mean, (laughs) that'd be a mess. Uh, Now, usually you'll have government workers repairing the roads with that, uh, you know, that gooey, gravelly, black, stuff they shove Mm -hmm. in a hole for a season um and that's about it oh you they can operate a shovel excellent but you you need actual construction companies for-profit businesses with that get government contracts that's not a public work certainly not in the same way as well let's get the ccc to build a dam you know not the same thing however the interstate highways
1: transformed america in 1919, it took a month or more to drive cross-country. The record today is a little over 24 hours. Automobile ownership skyrocketed, gas sales jumped, motels mushroomed, the suburbs flourished, and malls were built. Construction Multinational
2: oil corporations were given start and uh, the beginning of a, a new form of fascism took place. But look at all the businesses that grew around it. Construction
1: companies, automakers, and oil companies flourished, too, along with their workers. There was a downside, of course. Rail and mass transit were marginalized. Urban sprawl spread across the land. The daily commute grew longer, and our carbon footprint grew bigger as multi-lane highways destroyed urban communities. Still, it Mm. puts lie to the chant that the U.S. has never been a socialist country. After
0: all, we drive on socialist, government-owned roads. Agreed. Meanwhile again the pr- the presumption here is that we wouldn't have roads if it weren't for the government.
2: Well yeah the 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 presumption is is that anything that the government does you either use it and are therefore a so should be a socialist or you um in order to be uh you know a, a, a rigid and uh pure libertarian you must not use this thing that you were forced to pay for Which means by you an, can't
0: lose your leave your house right i mean it's, it's whether comp- you're on the sidewalk or you're on the roads you're paying you know you're on something likely that was paid for by taxation
2: right i mean like we don't think that companies can put asphalt on the ground? Because that's what they're doing. It's the government paying
0: companies. I've seen Disney World. They can put asphalt on the ground.
2: There are private roads all over this nation, and all you have to do is look. Roads are a poor argument for socialism. Mm-hmm. I can make far better ones. Even still, I, you, you brought up the idea that libertarians
1: can't use uh, public works or whatever. Someone made the argument uh, recently that you can't even uh, have a mailbox on your property because you're, you're then having them you know, the, the mail service drive to you. And that's, you know, that's somehow involving yourself into the system as like some people, like I, you know, I consider myself to be fairly principled and even those type of arguments, I like, that's a little far, that's a little far fetched to, to go to where you can't even use, you know, you can't even get mail delivery because that's an unprincipled libertarian position.
2: I'd be happy yeah. to pay these people for their roads that they monopolized um, if that's all I had to pay for. Look, when it comes to uh, you know, government programs that really irk me, um, on a national level, it's dropping bombs on people in my name. Mm-hmm. All right, On a local level, it's the crap hole school that you call the best in the whole state because that's what everybody says about their government school and that you force me to pay for when I would never send my kid there.
0: Toll free number eight fifty five. Is there more to this socialism thing? Uh, yeah, there is we'll a little bit more. We don't we'll continue have to, with any. that. Eight fifty five, four fifty free. If you want to weigh in on socialism, you can. Plus, New York State looks like they're going to be banning flavored e-cigarettes as soon as possible. We will share that with you as well. It's free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, bring up what you want. The live Sunday edition of the program. Our toll free number is 855-450. That's the one that got banned. So I'm scrolling down through the chat room here on the Discord uh, server over at discord.lrn.fm. Earlier tonight, uh, it was actually at our local Social Sunday Libertarian meetup thing that we do every week here in Keene. uh you were telling us about uh, richie this photograph that had been banned
1: from uh facebook, facebook. right so uh nobody we nobody our the, co- one the, of our co-hosts the co-host uh we we admin the elect nobody facebook page mm-hmm. um, and i got a notice saying that you know he had posted some uh content that violated the facebook standards and so I hit the, a button to say appeal, and it came back and said like, "No, no, no, this violates standards." So I informed nobody uh, of this of this uh, occurrence, um, and he was like, "Well, which what got banned? Like, what did I, what did I post that was mm-hmm. so offensive on Facebook?" And it was it was what you're looking at now, which I'll let you describe. <laughs> it's it's
0: uh, <laughs> Elmer Fudd, and the backdrop is a you know waving American flag, and then this Beto O'Rourke guy, I guess, is the the politician. He's on the other side of the frame, and Elmer's looking at him as he says, I'm here for your guns. And then there's, you know, the classic Elmer Fudd raises his rifle and just blasts him with like an animated, you know, the animated blast to the face. And uh, apparently that's unacceptable to Facebook because it's mean to a politician or something like that. So anyway, I was just laughing because I had not actually seen it. I'd heard you describe it, but uh, it is pretty funny. Well, it
1: was so. easy for me to describe to him because he knew what he had posted. I went, the one yeah. where Elmer Fudd blasted Beto yeah. in the face. And, you know,
0: that's that's the one. Uh, and well, then someone put in the Discord. It is not banned from our Discord. So, uh, yeah, get on over there at discord.lrn.fm. <laughs> So we are talking about the socialism piece over at Common Dreams, where they're claiming that socialism made America great. They cite the interstate system, ignoring the fact that people would build roads without the federal government. You would
1: think, and have, right? Yeah. I, I, I had a, I brought in an article, um, well, I had it from my, my podcast, the, the Anarchist Experience, we didn't get to it, but it was the, the gist of the article was basically uh, a farmer in his free time built a road for his community um, because... Nobody else would. This was uh, in Africa? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. That, uh, hmm. But yeah, some some other country. And it was basically- you And know, he
0: didn't get arrested. He d-
1: Not only did he not get arrested, but it's not like he gave up his regular job. Like he did his regular job and then built the road for the community. So hmm. who would build the roads? Well, people that value- People that
0: want to get somewhere yeah. or want you to be able to get somewhere, like to their business. But how do you
1: connect it when it has to go across the entire country, Ian?
2: We
0: need Figure it out. They built train tracks.
2: <laughs> privately yeah with government um, in many cases government bounties true it would have happened anyway though at I some mean, point really what's the difference between getting paid beforehand or getting paid afterwards in order to put the road together? the government doesn't make doesn't build roads mm-hmm. it doesn't it's just a funding mechanism for building the roads and it's a crappy one and the presumption is is that roads are not valuable enough to our lives that somebody would fund the, you know, making of roads. I think what the government's real advantage when it comes to road making, in people's mind, is the um, is eminent domain. Right? So, well, we're just going to have to run the road right through here, so if the person doesn't want to come up with, it doesn't want to, you know, take our offer, then we just force them to take our offer. Right? That's what eminent sure. domain is. However, with the advent of, you know, human technologies, one of, technology is just basically an idea. With the advent of auction theory then you can get a road from one location to the next without having eminent domain plus let's not forget we live in 2019 and we've got lots of roads in lots of places already in many cases thanks if to we the just, government if we just improved road technology then we'd be fine um, but you know Anyway, thanks to the government, my foot. Um, <laughs> going on, uh, what auction theory is is that you have point A and point B. There are, you know, on a globe, a variety of ways to get from point A to point B by going through different people's property. Mm-hmm. You You say you make three paths. We'll call them path one, path two, and path three. On path one, You uh, contact all the people who own property along Path 1. You make them all offers based on um, contingents upon everybody on Path 1 agreeing to the offer. Path 2, you do the same thing.
0: Because if they don't
2: agree and they want to charge more,
0: that would be a problem. It's almost the
2: last person Mm -hmm. that agrees to it. But in this case, because you make an offer that is contingent the last person can't say oh it's a million dollars an inch boys <laughs> right it's contingent and i have three paths not most roads aren't straight
0: ladies and gentlemen one's uh, going to be the most efficient path but if the most efficient path is two times more expensive than the least efficient path or wait yeah
2: right and what's the cost right it's all about cost and so you you've got path 1 path 2 path 3 and along those paths likely those people will accept it once you once it's realized that there's none of this um, million dollars an inch counteroffer bull crap going on anymore. Then mm-hmm. that's it. The eminent domain is intended to counteract the million dollar an inch counteroffer, and auction theory adroitly steps aside the issue without government force. That's right. We don't need it, ladies the and market. gentlemen. The, we don't need. We do not need the government to build roads. It's also, the worst argument. No, we don't need them for fire engines
1: either. i also say this about the, the efficiency of roads. I don't quote me on the source because I don't remember where it was, um, but apparently people don't necessarily like efficient roads because the, the efficiency of the road is a straight line between point A and... And point B,
0: they like curvy and roads. And for long
1: distances, point A to point B becomes monotonous and boring and depressing. Mm. So people like the scenic route, the curves that goes. Well, we through got this. plenty
0: of that in New Hampshire. Yes, we there do. Ain't no straight roads They're around not here, not
1: anywhere. <laughs> it's, I prefer the quickest, you know, most. I direct prefer route, straight too. But yeah. no, not around here. <laughs> just so get here. me there. Right. So I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there because uh, I forget what country did it, but they purposely built curvy roads
2: that were more scenic Mm -hmm. and to
1: you know make the make the populace there i I can say
2: that it is true for residential roads um for instance you'll find that richer neighborhoods tend to have curvy roads and Mm -hmm. poorer neighbor neighborhoods tend to have
0: sort of a grid like um, like a trailer park well
1: (laughs) or new york city that's that's a
0: big grid it is that's for sure all right next part of the story
1: next part of the story uh i'll I'll blast this This is socialism yes. Uh, the most. There, meanwhile, there's almost universal support for Social Security, our government insurance, and half the country, including Medicare and Medicaid recipients, veterans, and federal election officials, receive some form of socialist government-funded health care. So they're making the, the case that you know medical costs and medical care.
0: They're is, claiming there's u- almost unanimous support for what was the almost one universal support for Social Security. Almost
2: universal for Social Security, really. I think that um, yeah, I think there's there's a high support for Social Security. The problem is is that I've got to pay for the worst in, uh, retirement program in the world.
0: I wonder if it depends how you ask the question. So, for instance, you know, a lot of times with polling, the way you ask a question determines the kind of answers that you're going to get from people. Do you like having so, your
1: Social Security check taken out of your paycheck?
0: Well, okay, <laughs> you could ask it like. Do you like the idea of getting a check for every single, you know, every month from the point you retire on until when you die? And most people are going to say, hell yeah, I like the idea of getting a check every month. That sounds great. Yeah, sure. Give me the check. Checks are awesome. Uh, But if you put it in the way of like, well, if you had the choice to not pay the 15% roughly out of your paycheck because half of it's hidden. They don't show it to you that's paid behind the scenes by the company that's paying you. And the other part of it you can actually see taken out of your check, as I understand it. Uh, That 15%, would you prefer to keep that money if it meant that you then would not receive Social Security and you could decide how to spend, save, or invest that money? I bet you'd get a different result. I don't know if it'd be a majority that would say yes to that question, but I bet it would be more people saying yes to that than the other version of the question. Would you like to force... Other people at the
2: threat of imprisonment to participate in a failing retirement program with you. That's really the question that should be asked. Oh, the worst retirement program that you can possibly imagine. One percent returns less than inflation. (laughs) It's
0: awful. It's a waste of time. More coming up here 855 450 free. That's 855 450 3733. And don't forget, they can change the rules at any time. So if they want to change the, the age at which you can begin collecting it, raise that age. They can do that. If they, they want do that to people already. Change the amount. They can change the amount. Uh, there's more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You dial toll free. Bring up whatever you want here. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in-line rooms at discord.lrn.fm. We've been kind of picking this uh, piece apart from uh, common dreams about socialism, claiming that socialism made America great, citing the interstate system. They're going to cite the Tennessee Valley Authority, I guess, coming up. So we'll get into that and what that's all about. Uh, but with you tonight, it's Ian Richard rich and Mark and also uh, Mark, tell me about your experience so far with balance of nature. Well, I've been taking capsules
2: um, ultimately, balance of nature is uh, you know it's a it's a supplement and for instance, if say you aren't getting enough fruits and vegetables in your diet, balance of nature has a great product called. Uh, The the balance of nature fruit and balance of nature vegetable and their capsules that if you take three of each, you'll get 10 servings of fruits and vegetables and that's a lot of nutrition. It's food. This isn't a drug. And people are reporting their skin looks better, the bags under their eyes go away, they have increased energy, body pain's reduced or goes away, uh, they're getting sick less or not at all. You can go online, become a preferred customer, which gives you the best pricing and free shipping. After your third month, Balance of Nature will ship to you at no extra charge an additional set of fruits and veggies. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Go to balanceofnature.com and use the discount code FTL. It's balanceofnature.com. Coupon code FTL.
0: Back to Common Dreams, uh, the piece that you've been sharing, Richie. Go ahead. So
2: I
1: said, yeah, the Tennessee Valley Authority coming up. Uh, Consider also the Tennessee Valley Authority, a federally owned corporation created by Congress in 1933. Uh, Tennessee and five nearby states were devastated by poverty, hunger, and ill health. Only 1% of farm families had indoor plumbing, and about a third of the population in the valley had malaria. Starting in 1933, our taxes paid to build TVA power plants, flood control, and river navigation systems. In 1942 alone, the construction of 12 hydroelectric and one coal steam plant employed a total of 28,000 workers. Today, the TVA is a federally owned corporation with assets worth over $34 trillion, according to the SEC. <sighs> what? $34 trillion, My God. Assets, so not not necessarily cash on it. I know, but the, wow. Yep. Uh, and while Republican Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell rails against socialism, half of his constituents in Kentucky buy cheap, publicly produced TVA electricity. Free market, for profit, capitalist power states often pay twice as much. Like our highway I system, I wouldn't doubt that at all. Like our highway system, we need to change our TVA to meet. The state the doesn't
2: understand pricing.
1: Well, yeah, and again, because it's subsidized, right? Of course it costs less because they don't have to worry about the price mechanisms associated with how much it costs to produce that.
0: Well, according to uh, the website downsizinggovernment.org in a piece written about the TVA uh, in 2016, it says the, uh, it's a legally protected monopoly within its service region, so no competition allowed, and it has unilateral authority to set its own rates without regulatory reviews that private u- uh, utilities usually face. The TVA does not pay federal, state, or even local income, property, or other taxes. So that's one of the reasons their prices are lower. They've got lower overhead. Well, that sort of makes sense to me. If it was if it was a, a
1: government corporation created, I don't know how. How private it is now.
0: That's what it is. It's a government corporation. It's right. run by the federal government.
1: It never made sense to me that government workers or corporations or anything pay taxes, right? It's just, it, to me, that's a shell game for the money. It is a shell game, <laughs> Right? It's like you you get subsidized by the taxes and then you pay a portion of But they can afford to pay
2: up. more if they charge you taxes on it. Sh- sure. Right. For the people. But... I'm going to pay you $5,000 a month and then take a third of it away. Yeah. I mean, that's the game. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a shell game. Right, but yeah. you wouldn't get as many people that wanted to play the game if you said, I'm going to pay you $3,500 a month. That's true.
0: So, there All you right. go. I want to go to John in Virginia. We'll talk more about the TVA here. Uh, John, you're on Free Talk Live listening to WNIS.
5: You know, the thing about socialism, if you want to put the hit the nail on the head, our prison system right now are kind of socialist. They, they did wind up hiring contractors to run the thing, but they're paid for with federal money, and they end up, the more people they have in prison, the more money they make. It's like everybody's mm-hmm. a cow or something. The thing with socialism, the question isn't, what will they give me? the, thing, the, the Really, the question is, what will they allow me to have and keep? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think socialism, to me, it's it's not just taking your money, it's taking your time that you've got because you've given so many years to live, so many years to make the most you can of your life, and if you have children to try to make the most of their life, the more, you, the more you make, the harder you work, the more they take from it. And they say the reason they do that is because um, you had some sort of unfair advantage, and it's not right that you've got this, and someone else has that. But they're taking all these poor people, these disadvantaged people, and what do they do? They, they they send them to the prisons, and they're making money off of them. I, I think some people go to prison; they didn't go for a violent crime. They, they go and they get sentenced because it's worth money. You know what I mean?
0: Sure. Yeah, they, they are, are uh, prison, you know prison prison forced to work. Pro- yeah, absolutely. Right, right. The prisons right. they force these prisoners to work, uh, or else they go to the you know they go into solitary confinement, yeah. which is essentially well, torture. Uh, so you're forced to work, and that means you're working at below market rates. For, in many cases, corporations.
1: I think in some well, in some you, cases they use that argument against private prisons as well, because they say, well, the pri- private prisons need to keep their numbers up in order to get the funding from the state. So they're incentivized the to keep more they, people in they prison. They privatize them, but it's, right. it's
5: a shell game. They may have had a person come in to run those prisons, but it benefits everybody in prison. The more prisoners you have, the more the guards make, mm-hmm. uh, the more the Private makes the private person. The state gets free labor. It,
0: they call it the prison industrial complex. Yes. There's a name for it.
5: Right? Yeah, you can call it privatized all you want, but it is still paid for with taxpayer dollars. That's correct. Right? And if they if they really wanted to run it efficiently, just like the government, you know, the government's the people who buy the the one thousand dollar hammers or the gold plated whatchamacallit. you might call it. You know, so the government exactly is not efficient. Right. What could TVA do if a true private person came in? They they would have to cut the unions. They'd probably have to cut some of the labor. You wouldn't have as much deadwood, but I bet you'd run more (laughs) efficient.
2: You'd never get an opportunity to compete um, in that arena because they're not going to give up. They have a monopoly. Yeah, their 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 status and they've got the right of ways and
0: all that other stuff. And you try coming in there, they're going to put handcuffs on you. Right. Well, you you know,
5: I'll I'll go ahead and get off now. But thanks, John. I wanted to end with this. I appreciate the the thing is. The the thing is this: when they're when they're when they're holding something out to you with one hand, they've got a hand behind their back that's holding something back. And federal work saying, "Yeah, we're going to come for your guns." I mean, to me, I guess because it's been going on so long and it seems to be more and more accepted. You wait and see if they don't get harder and harder as a police state. Because if you'll notice, socialist countries, true socialist, hard socialist countries. They don't let their people leave the country. If socialism right. so damn great, why can't they come and go freely? If it's great, who would want to leave?
0: Great question. Thank you, John, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, and you don't have to look any further than Venezuela you know, to see yet another example of yet another socialist state that does not want you to leave it.
2: Socialists are going to call that state capitalism because <laughs> it uses a word they don't like, and that's yeah, fun. but.
0: But uh, that's
1: not the democratic socialism we could use here.
0: It wasn't long ago that you had people like Bernie and others who were cheering on uh, the Venezuelan right. state. They
2: like socialism until they don't like socialism. Until it becomes at which an point embarrassment. they rename it right.
0: state capitalism. Until it becomes an embarrassment and everything fails, which is, of course, inevitably what happens with socialism. Right. Uh, more on the TVA. So, again, doesn't pay any taxes. And they make, quote, payments in lieu of taxes to state and local governments, but those are less than the typical taxes paid by private utilities. The TVA is mainly a wholesaler of power, selling it to 155 municipal and cooperative distributors who then, in turn, sell it to retail customers. Those local utilities must provide five to 15-year notices if they want to terminate their relationship with the TVA, which is an anti-competitive arrangement that works to the TVA's advantage. So if you want to break the deal... It might take you 15 years or a decade uh, to, you know, move to another option. The origin of the TVA was the New Deal. It was created in 1933 by assembling land surrounding the Tennessee River and tributaries across seven states with the aid of the eminent of eminent domain. There it is again. With the advantage of taxpayer funding and federal legal power, the TVA bullied private power uh, power producers out of the way, removed more than 15,000 people from their land. You mean evil capitalists? No, I'm talking about farmers. No, no, I who, the,
2: the private, comp- the private uh, power producers.
0: No, this was the TVA that removed 15,000 people from their land in I, order to take the land to build their infrastructure. The Congress-created corporation. Yeah, 855-450, free, 855. I think they
2: flooded something to get part of
0: that. There's some uh, environmental damage that uh, they talk about later in the story as well. 855-450-3733. More about the just awful socialist programs that if we didn't have them, the Tennessee Valley would still have power and they might even have more options. We'll come back with more in Hour 3. It's Free Talk Live. I'm crazy about My Magic Mud. This is the most
2: important oral care product created this millennium, and I'm not kidding. We all have different opinions on politics and issues, but we all have mouths. And I want yours to be as clean as possible, with teeth as bright as they were meant to be. I will never be without My Magic Mud. It's a little surprising, but man, does it work. If you only listen to one thing I say ever, go to MyMagicMud.com and get 20% off with code FTL. MyMagicMud.com, code FTL.
0: Free Talk Live is a show where you can call in and talk about whatever's on your mind, though we've been focusing on socialism here, actually for most of the show. Uh, there's a piece over at Common Dreams that are claiming socialism is what made America great, uh, highlighting specific, specifically government public works projects like the interstate system and the Tennessee Valley Authority. And Social Security and health care. And I'm when you came up with the Tennessee Valley Authority I thought oh there's something like really corrupt about that I just you know I didn't grow up there so I don't know a whole lot about the Tennessee Valley Authority and so I found a neat article from downsizinggovernment.org that's all about it uh so this socialist is heralding it as some you know wonderful thing that has brought uh progress to this previously repressed area of the country and If it weren't for this socialist program of wealth redistribution, this, you know, government jobs program, they say here in this story that uh, they currently have over 10,900 employees and $11 billion in annual revenues. I mean, this is a big operation. And, of course, like with the government roads, the author would have you believe that if it weren't for these projects, then the Tennessee Valley Authority would be destitute. They would have no power.
2: Prior to it, poverty, hunger, ill health, malaria. Right. Right. Not the Tennessee Valley Authority, but the Tennessee Valley, right, and the whole – sorry. The area. Appalachia area.
0: Right, but they want you to believe that because they brought this company in, this federally managed, federally owned uh, company that doesn't have to pay taxes, uh, they can sell power at a lower rate than its competition, which it doesn't have. Uh, Because they have a monopoly on that particular landmass. There's a little bit more here to share from the story. Uh, So it points out that they started this thing during the New Deal. That uh, they stole land from more than 15,000 people in order to do this. So using eminent domain, stealing people's land. Uh, Because, you know, there's no better way to make a family's life better than to bully them out of their home.
1: Well, they get the money so they can just move elsewhere
2: and buy whatever they can.
0: They get the money they decide they get. Of course. Whatever that is. Uh,
2: Yeah, nobody who's ever been forced out by eminent domain said, Yeah, baby, I got the best price ever.
0: (laughs) The creation of a federal electric utility was championed by progressives who wanted to uplift the people in the Tennessee Valley with subsidized power, flood control, farming, and economic development.
2: Those poor undesirables... We'll create a socialist program for them.
0: It turned out, however, that neighboring states with private power grew just as fast as Tennessee did in subsequent decades. And they also extended power to rural communities as fast as the TVA did within its region. How could they possibly do that? The government-owned TVA has become an anachronism. As the global trend for more than two decades has been to privatize electric utilities... In the United States, private sector corporations dominate the electric generation and transmission industries. There's no theoretical or practical reason why the TVA should also not be private. If the TVA had performed better than private utilities over the years, then there might have been an argument for government ownership, but it's performed poorly on both financial and environmental management. You know, the environment that's so important to many of these progressives. Privatizing it would create an institutional structure that would improve efficiency, reduced costs create more transparency, and allow for better environmental oversight. However, I would also like to add that in addition to privatizing this organization, they should also open the market to competition. Yep, no because, more monopolies. Because having a private company running power is better than having the government do it, but if they have a monopoly, you still have a situation that is not optimal for the marketplace.
2: I think that uh, when you for decentralization to really reach its full stride, you're going to need to see – solar power come into its own and probably uh, thorium salt reactors, Mm. um, you know, be
0: sort of allowed as a technology. This is that thing that uh, you were talking about the other night where they, like a little reactor can pump, you know, basically pump power to a whole neighborhood. I think
2: it's better to refer to them as meltdown proof reactors.
0: Now that's pretty sweet. And Why don't we have these yet? Is the government saying you can't have them? Basically, standing because in the,
2: the military-industrial complex benefits from uh, you know these uh, uranium reactors that they have or plutonium. I'm, I'm not, I'm no expert in this area, but they need the uh, the the, the physical material or whatever from them to create their bombs. Mm-hmm. And so that was the reason for these things, is, and they're bigger and they produce more power. Whereas a smaller uh, thorium salt reactor. Can't melt down, but it only it's only going to power, say, a neighborhood.
0: Well, speaking of nuclear power, that's what comes next here in this story. So it's close
2: to Edison's original idea of DC generators in neighborhoods, hmm. as opposed to the AC that was, um, you know, created by Tesla and where it sort of worked out.
0: Centerpiece of T- uh, TVA's dysfunction was its nuclear program, which has been problematic from the beginning. A 1985 Washington Post story provided a taste of the historic problems. TVA had envisioned the most ambitious nuclear system in the U.S., planning in three states to build 17 reactors capable of supplying 40% of the TVA's, or the Tennessee Valley's power. Today, TVA is operating just two atomic plants. Eight of them were abandoned while under construction. Three were shut down by the TVA earlier this year following pressure from the Nuclear, Reg- nuclear Regulatory Commission. Is this a recent article,
1: uh, like 2019?
0: Uh, this is 2016. Okay. Uh, over the uh, serious safety concerns... Four others, now partially built, have experienced substantial construction delays or have been questioned for safety reasons. In the intervening years, according to an NRC report, TVA has been cited for more than 1,000 violations of Nuclear Regulatory Commission regulations. Ah, no problem. Twice as many as an unidentified utility of comparable size and three times the national average. So, if you want nuclear power... Don't put the government in charge of it because they're going to botch it up. They're going to make it more dangerous. Remember Chernobyl? Fukushima? Yeah. I
2: remember the Quakers being all upset about the um the, the Vermont Yankee reactor over here and getting it shut down, safest uh, reactor in the nation. But it's shut down now. Right, because a right. bunch of liberals who don't understand nuclear power um you know go and make that happen, right? It's
1: the it's the fear of the downside because when you think of it going bad, you always think of like Chernobyl, sure. or recently Fukushima, where it's like it's right. catastrophic. But no educated when it fails.
2: person can talk about green energy without talking about um, nuclear power. Uneducated people can talk about green energy. We can see that in the democratic uh, lineup for president. Okay, right? Like you know, sure, you can yickety yak about uh, sustainable energy and all that other stuff, but you really can't talk about this stuff until we talk about nuclear reactors. But they're not going to talk about it. No. seriously, because of the downsides. Nope, nope, they're just going to, they're going to write pretend papers about pretend stuff where 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 magic, uh, ecologically sound uh, energy sources exist. Sun and the wind, man, that's as natural as it gets. Sure, and I believe one day that's totally going to be plenty, but that day isn't today.
0: Okay. Many problems have affected. affected. Inflicted, geez, the TVA's nuclear program, afflict,
2: afflict, afflict, afflict. including inf- ineffective leadership, ineffective <laughs> leadership, fl-
0: management infighting, and a major fire at an Alabama plant. The company ended up canceling a slew of nuclear plants during the 1980s, for which it had spent five billion dollars. In 1998, Ralph Nader opined, quote, TVA is by any measure the worst nuclear project in the country and has the poorest safety record. And you know, if Ralph Nader's going against your socialist program, <laughs> you've got a bad one on your See, hands. See, and that's a
1: bad combination, right? Bad safety and nuclear power. Very bad. There's, there's, yeah. there's ways to do it right with minimal down but nobody wants to worry nobody wants to risk
0: that. Well, don't worry. In 2007, the TVA restarted its nuclear construction program with the building of the Watts Bar 2 plant. Just like past nuclear projects, this project went far over budget with its yes. cost rising yes. from 2.5 billion to about 4.5 billion. So, you know, almost double what the original proposal was. Working Sound for the right. government means you never have to say you're sorry. Right. And this is not unusual, by the way. I mean, when it comes to government make work programs. That's part country. of the thing. The cell is talking they'll, – they'll give you the price
2: when they're attempting to get this whole thing passed. Right. You know, the well, we're going through the, uh, the public uh, discourse period, and this is going to cost 37 cents. And it's then, only going to cost each taxpayer this much. Right, right, right. They'll, they'll, that's exactly how they do it. You're, <laughs> you're <exactly laughs> Pennies. Right. Pennies. Pennies to each taxpayer. I don't know why you wouldn't do this. And then, you know, they trot it all out, and finally, uh, when we're all done, it's, it's this huge
0: gigantic much. boondoggle. The TVA also moved forward and then backward in recent years on completing two Belafonte nuclear plants in Alabama that were originally started in the 1980s. Jeez. They're not even done yet. So they got a good 30, 40 years on this. And right. still working on it. The plants were almost complete, but now they appear to be canceled for good. The company spent a remarkable $6 billion on the Belafonte plants. day Spending that is now down the drain. And whose money was it they spent? Federal government, that's your money. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. You dial toll-free if you want to join us. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live brought to you by local.bitcoin.com, where you can go to buy or sell Bitcoin cash with dozens of payment methods around the planet. There's uh, people on local.bitcoin.com, and you don't have to show an ID to create an account. There's no, what they call, know your customer requirements. They don't have to have those because they're not actually holding on to your funds at any point. It's all done, the sales are all done by smart contracts, which means that you control uh, your funds, not the website. And they also encrypt all communications between buyers and sellers. So uh, you've got privacy there, and it's actually... I think probably the only platform like this, uh, because the other one that sells Bitcoin, BTC, is not a private platform anymore at all. So and go, making more mistakes daily. Yeah, it's really bad. Uh, local.bitcoin.com. Get on over there, get started, and uh, buy some, buy and sell some Bitcoin cash. You might be able to make a little bit of money doing it. So we go on here. In fact, uh, some of our co-hosts, like Aria Demetso, I think she's the number one seller on the site. As a matter of fact, at local.bitcoin.com. Uh, we go to your phone calls and thoughts. We can talk more about the uh, Tennessee Valley Authority, which one article from Common Dreams held up as this pinnacle of socialist success. But according to you know reality, uh, it's been an absolute nightmare. And-
1: well, the reality of that article, right? The reality of this article socialist success
0: sure well i mean from their perspective it's helped people get power who they don't think otherwise would have received power even though surrounding areas got power too uh without the tennessee valley authority and just as quickly according to this story at uh, downsizinggovernment.org but let's go to tritium he is on our discord server tritium you're on free talk live
6: hey guys yeah i wanted to um, originally talk about people choosing you know other kind of Ideas over the liberty movement, but as uh, I, I've kind of been in and out listening to the show, kind of I kind of switched a little bit to this idea of um, of freedom and, and obtaining freedom based on that, that same conversation. Like you know, Mark was saying about you, you, you know you're you're trying, you're trying, you're trying, but are, are you really seeing like uh, tangible results? And it's a different kind of ideology than you know most that are statist. As such. And so I kind of want to put out like a leftist uh, or socialist um, idea where a uh, different type of freedom, because they have a very different idea of freedom, but you, one could say right um, that they could put forth the idea that uh, a single payer or state run healthcare system, what it could do is, um, and just bear with me, because I'm just putting out this, this alternative idea that it could um, r- relieve people of this of this precarious state, this idea that a, a, a sudden illness could mean, you know, bankruptcy or this, the idea that a, a workplace injury could sure. be, result in permanent, you know, poverty and not be able to feed your kids and living yep. on the street and stuff. So, I mean, they had this idea that could be a different freedom and people could be free to go about their own endeavors. And you could bring that around through legislation and reformism, where you could have a socialist revolution and you can get, gov- the government can run all kinds of things. But then as a, as a, as a activist for libertarianism as a free market activist you know what what are you going to say, even as a what I call myself, identify as a a radical free market uh, libertarian, the idea that you're going to get by the traditional definition, the the capitalist class or whatever you want to call them to give up their status controls of industries like healthcare and their their their, their state privileges in order to um, allow all kinds of people to compete in all sorts of ways, which um, competition lowering prices vastly. Do you think they're going to, you're going to through non aggression get them to uh, suddenly Whoops, change it, change your mind, you know, about that. It's, it's, it's frustrating. No, that's why we can't live it.
0: with these people.
2: Right. I mean, so, statists don't want to give up their power. And then, uh, you know, the, the reformers out there simply want to redesign state power. And the reformers have been successful. So, for instance, you go from. Uh, basically, having no restrictions to having sort of the AMA and putting in uh, the FDA and that sort of thing, and saying, all right, these drugs are safe and these drugs aren't. And then over time, uh, you get more and more uh, intrusions into the healthcare market to the point that people are calling, say, healthcare today in the United States that's extraordinarily high priced, even though Obamacare is in place. I mean, it's not like healthcare prices have just dropped or anything like that. It had to be a healthcare market under George Bush, which was already three quarters socialist, three out of every four dollars that were spent in healthcare at the time, were um, were spent by the government. Then healthcare prices continue to go up and up and up. Insurance, of course, goes up and up and up, and it's it's basically the government's been involved every step of the way. The one factor that we can point to all along with the price increases in healthcare is the government increase uh, increase in. Government government involvement. And those are the things that I try to tell leftists when it comes to this comes to this stuff. And ultimately, uh, you know, they they don't have the imagination to see that yes, quite frankly, a free market would cause you know, competition in the area of healthcare would drive down pricing. It just drives down everything else because, well, you know, it's impossible. So let's just go ahead and take the last final step to single payer, and that'll be a solution. And you know what? I'll bet you that's the solution that comes along in the United States. I don't see I'm, how we're going to avoid it in the next 10 years. So, so you I said. I mean, so, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, what? what sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, Ian said something very interesting, and it's
1: it's it can be a topic of ultimate discussion later. Uh, but he said we cannot live with these people. So when when you talk about those socialist programs and how people would pay for it, uh, it's amazing to me that the idea was debunked, you know, hundreds of years ago, right, by Bastiat when he talked about that which is seen and that which is unseen. The the socialist sees all the benefits and all the freedoms that comes along with not having to worry about uh, the their health and their health care, and not having to con- concern themselves with the expense that goes along with it. What they don't see is how that gets provided for them on the back end. And that is, you know... The, they don't the, care. The, Some of them right. see it and they don't That's care. That's the problem. That is ultimately the problem. That's why you said we cannot live with these people, right. and it's true. Because when you tell them this, when you go like, well, you're going to have to take the money from somebody... They're okay
0: with that. They say that's fine. That's fine. Right. Tax the rich. It's for my vision for the future, so therefore take whatever we need to take for this grand vision of free health care for everybody. We don't care how many eggs we have to break, which is why I say you know, that liberty-minded people really need to make the move to New Hampshire. Uh, we need to get people who believe in freedom together because there aren't enough of us. You cannot get a libertarian candidate to win anything beyond dog catcher pretty much anywhere in the United States because these ideas are unpopular. Okay, I wish that there were dozens of radio shows talking about the same things that we talk about, but there's not.
6: But there's one more step. There's one more step. And that is the idea that our current system, whether it's whether the government's paying for it or not. And that's a big scam. That's a big uh, wealth uh, redistribution scheme to to companies because it's it's, regardless of how redistributionist it is it's a for profit system and they are protecting the profits of the corporations as much as they are, you know, having government control. It's a, it's a cycle. It's a, it's like a snake eating its own tail, man. It's, it's, it's all, it's all one big thing. And the only way to around it is to, is to operate outside the system, that you're not going to get the regulations to disappear. You're going to get one set of regulations or you're going to get another set of regulations. One group is going to be privileged or another group is going to be privileged. Well, you could get the the regulations to
0: disappear if enough libertarians migrated to the same place to have an actual influence, to actually have uh, enough of success to destroy the the status quo with this or the status quo if you will thank you uh tridium i appreciate hearing from you but you know that you. takes real effort and most people aren't willing to put any real effort into changing their world they just want to live th- lrn.fm now has a discord discord is a free text and voice chat platform and we now have our own server with a bunch of channels at discord.lrn.fm you can join other listeners as they chat about various things during our live shows or anytime day or night Discord software is available cross-platform, so you can have it on whatever device you want and take your chats anywhere. Join our Discord at discord.lrn.fm. That's discord.lrn.fm. It's Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want. If you want, you may take control of the airwaves. Our number is 855 450 free and do want to say thank you to Tom, who is a free talk live gold amplifier. AMP means advertise, market, and promote amplifiers of those who are joining the AMP program and helping us for five bucks a month, although Tom's gold, so that means he's doing ten bucks a month. So thank you for that. Um, and then you get some perks, you know, you get some bennies like access to the AMP chat rooms on our Discord server, the AMP-only Facebook group, and more. You can get all the details and get signed up with a credit card or PayPal or Bitcoin BTC over at amp.freetalklive.com. It helps us get on more radio stations around the country and bring new internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to David He's in New Mexico, David. You're on Free Talk Live.
7: Yeah, you're gonna love this. But first of all, um, Ernest Orlando Lawrence, that cousin of mine. You're talking about nukes. He won Nobel Prize for being the first human to split the atom. Hmm. Um, and your uh, electric fun fun fact, which actually is on your topic, is that when you at the last couple of days when you heard you talk about electric. I, it, uh, I, I actually thought about it for a second. I only use one small solar panel. And if I didn't talk to people on this phone, use this phone for, for the Internet and talking, then I could throw that solar panel away because I don't use electricity for anything else but this thing in my hand right now. Hmm. Um, and that, so anyhow.
0: That's a very minimalist um, so this, lifestyle. How do you listen to our show? On the phone. Oh really?
7: On the on the uh, on the smartphone, you know, there's I, I got there's six different ways I can listen on D Live. I can listen on. Okay, Twitch, so you have internet.
0: You've got internet connection.
7: Yeah, i I got a smartphone. So I, got, I see. you know, I got a laptop in my hand is what I got. And but, so are you using your need.
0: phone's cell phone connection for your internet? Yeah. I see. Yeah, cell phone. Okay. Yep. Interesting. It's like no um, lights, anyways, no hot water. Yeah, you don't have hot water. Well, of course, you do live in New Mexico, I, so it's probably pretty warm. No,
7: I got a. I got a hot tub, dude.
0: Heated by the sun.
7: Uh, no, usually, usually, I can actually if if I ever get around to building the solar hot water heating system, I I can do that. Yeah, very easily. But no, I just use propane
2: to heat hot water. Uh, nice. Okay, gotcha. What about lights at yeah. nighttime?
7: Light. I just um, well, when I I live really close to nature, and so my preferred schedule is sun up to sun down, and. So I only use, I might use a, a little bit of light when I first wake up in the morning, and I, but rarely, hmm. half the time maybe. And then uh, I just use a, maybe half hour or an hour of electric light at night. But the light I use is just little little uh, portable solar, um, like la- like landscape lighting that you put outside in the sun during the daytime for a few minutes and then mm-hmm. bring it in. And that's, you know, so it's like, it's basically like candlelight uh, is all I need while wow. I go to bed. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty efficient. And uh must do a lot yeah, of backpacking. Yeah, well, I'd, not as much as I'd like to. Um, I'm, I haven't gone, haven't gone and done fun stuff for a long time. I've just pretty much been at home. But the,
0: well, uh, that's your so, problem. The,
7: the, <laughs> yeah, that's my problem. The socialist stuff. Um, so, so get back, get in the mindset of uh, socialism, and then even toward communism, and, uh, and and picking out themes that you've said. I'm, I'm, I, I've decided recently that I'm, I'm basically done. I've been going that direction for years decades actually going but which direction with the, the, to, towards uh, uh you're talking about how to how to not get beat up by the system And my salute that what i've come down to is that you like what you're talking about about moving uh to new hampshire and and being that way is similar to what i'm saying which is along the lines of the mennonites and the amish and the mormons et cetera. Et cetera. Is that you? Just you got to get away from
2: these people. Um, Those people have strength in
0: numbers. There's no doubt about it. You know, Amish communities are very strong against governments in a lot of ways. The Amish don't have
2: to pay Social Security.
1: Mm -hmm. Interestingly, even David's the the minimalist situation would take you away from most of society anyway. So I'm sure he doesn't have to interact or pay into that.
0: That's true. I mean, I respect that kind of person who just wants to get away from it all i don't blame that kind of person at all I, you know that's fine but if you look around the world and you see that things are wrong and you want to do something about it and you're tired of the you know the big government intruding in people's lives and you want to do something about it and you care about freedom then really new hampshire is the best bet because there's activism that is happening here that isn't happening anywhere else there's more libertarians living here more voluntarists, more anarchists, people who care about freedom, living here than anywhere else. The natives are naturally inclined towards freedom, generally. I would say most of them, uh, generally. And there's just no better place on the planet to do it. David, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, But I've got respect for the people that are just like, screw it, I want to get in the middle of nowhere and just leave me alone. I I, I don't blame those folks at all. Um, But I I don't want to be that person because I know that that even if that's what i'm doing that the government goons are still hurting people in those other places in the world and that's not cool i just don't feel like i could stand by that's kind of an altruistic
1: uh, mentality as opposed to like an individualistic mentality right like you you can extricate yourself from any situation and get away from all those people but if you want to see like liberty for all humanity well then you got to stay there and you know be active and do something different I, think
2: I don't know that if it's you,
0: altruism, but you could look at
2: it. That you way. have to create some place that creates that shows as an example mm-hmm. that these things can be done, and you know maybe New Hampshire will be that place. I tend to think not. I think what it'll stand as is a beacon that it is very difficult to retrofit yeah. the state. That's what I think. Um, I live here. It's an awesome place to live. I don't know whether some place that's already established, highly successful from a from the standpoint, like we have uh, the highest median income in the world as at least rated by one particular chart. Rich people tend not to be particularly revolutionary. Um, they also tend not to be very leftist either. So it's kind of interesting uh, the way New Hampshire is kind of stuck here in New England, which is a leftist place, but it's very wealthy. Um, anyway. I, maybe New Hampshire's the right way to go. Maybe some, you know, somebody gets some special economic zone in some location and is able to set something up from the ground up, as opposed to attempting to to pop the rivets on the state
0: someplace. Maybe. We haven't seen that happen yet. So, you know, once that happens, then let's look at it. Well, okay.
1: So some years ago, a buddy of mine showed me a documentary. It's on YouTube for free. And it it was like Anarchy in America, Life on the Mesa or something like that. And it was a I'm going to say a pop-up community in like the New Mexico desert, Mm -hmm. right? Where like the cops don't go out there. Nobody goes out there. There's nothing out there but people who want to be away from, you know, what we would consider civil society. And they just, they build their own stuff in the desert. They pop their own stuffs up. You know, they trade amongst, they have to take the the long trip with no roads and the the dirt in the Mm -hmm. desert to get into town for supplies, but they're away from it all. Right. And they they don't get harassed by the locals. They don't get harassed by the cops. And it's just little community just out in the desert. So if you want to live that lifestyle. Right. If they if your only thing is I don't want to be around the state. Right. Then there's an example for you. Right. It's it's available to you. But then you have to go live alone out in the desert with a bunch of
0: you you can go live up in the uh, you know the North Pole or something like that, too. Yeah. Nobody's going to bug you out there. The wilderness of Alaska. <laughs> Get oh. your little uh, – your igloo and <laughs> – It's an interesting critique to say um, to you know
2: libertarians, hey, why do you have to go someplace that's already been built up through statism and then change it? Why not just find a spot and build your own place that's uh, free? I think one of the arguments against that is as well um, – you know, it's gonna one once you build it, then the state comes They'll in. they come if your success attempts to take um, if there's what money. You've got. Like if it's yeah. just
0: you camping in the middle of nowhere, then they're not coming anywhere. But if you've created a you know a busy little burg with uh you know business, Burning Man's and, a good
2: a good example of you know you go someplace even if if it's just for a week. Yeah. And the state comes in.
0: Well, no, they are doing that on state property. So that is one of their problems with Burning Man. Sure, but it's 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 well, where can he homestead? That's not state property. Well, no, I I wasn't talking about homestead. He's just talking about the Burning Man festival, which is Woodstock. They could have it on private land, and then they'd probably have more freedom to do things without, you know, like right now, the Bureau of Land Management, I believe, is a real thorn in their side. Yeah, and does not make life easy for the burners. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. If you do want to learn more about uh, the migration to New Hampshire, there's another great movie, uh, which is actually going to celebrate its fifth year this year, coming up in uh, November. The 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire at 101reasonsfilm.com. Uh, that's where you can go to check those out. And I, you know, It's been a while since I've seen it, but I feel like it's going to hold up over at least the last five years. The original's
1: got to be longer than more than five years old, though.
0: Oh, the, uh, the list is okay. very old. The list yeah. dates back to like 2001. Uh, but there's a movie which is a lot more fun to watch than reading a, a long list. It's Free Talk Live. Moments remain here. If you want to join us, you can. The toll free number is 855 450 free like freedom. That's 855 450 3733. We have the Discord call in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. You hop into one of those, you'll sound great almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us. And don't forget, you can uh, head over to our website where there are a variety of features. Right now, uh, we are streaming video on a few different platforms. We're on DLive at dlive.lrn.fm. We're on YouTube as well, um, and Twitch at twitch.lrn.fm. And I found out this week that it is what they call September in uh, Twitch land. So on Twitch... You can subscribe to a channel. So there's the the LRN.FM. That it's a Twitch thing? (laughs) No, that it's about subscriptions. Oh, you thought it was like sub. submissive stuff? Yeah. Or sandwiches. Uh, No, I didn't. I'm like, oh, no. No, 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 no. No, they call them subs (laughs) and uh, subscriptions, meaning that you would normally pay five bucks to Twitch. And they send $2.50 to LRN.fm or thereabouts. I think they might take a fee out, but right around that amount. And then Twitch keeps the other half. So they split it halvesies uh, with what they call their Twitch affiliates. Now, we're not a Twitch partner. That's a higher level that we are nowhere even near reaching. But we are a Twitch affiliate. So we would get half of your subscription amount. And it's 5 bucks a month. We don't really encourage that a whole lot because we have the amp program at amp.freetalklive.com where we get, you know, 90 plus percent whatever there's, you know, much smaller fee when PayPal or your credit card company processes a fee for us. But that's not to say we don't appreciate our Twitch uh, subscribers. You do get access to the subscribers' chat rooms on the uh, the Discord if you're a Twitch subscriber. Same thing with the Lrn.fm patreons, at patreon.lrn.fm. So if you're you know if you're contributing to what we do, definitely want to give you some some perks for that. Uh, But uh, this month on Twitch, and most of our Twitch subscribers come through what's called Twitch Prime. So people that have Amazon Prime, you get one free subscription on Twitch every single month. But you have to keep resubmitting that every single month. I'm a Prime subscriber.
1: I don't use Twitch at all.
0: Well, now, you know if if you want to, you can. You can throw that our way. Otherwise, Amazon just keeps the money for themselves. So if you use the subscription, then they send us a few bucks and uh, we've had as many as i think like 40 or 50 subscribers in a month but i don't promote it regularly on the show just because i don't know i forget about it and uh, there's other things to talk about Uh, but so that's a way that you can subscribe to us if however you did want to actually pay for a a twitch subscription this is the month to uh, to do it because they're doing half off uh so it's two dollars and fifty cents instead of five dollars this month and all two dollars and fifty cents goes to the show in question. So nice. twitch Twitch is saying, will we'll not collect on this month. Um, so if you wanted to sign up, I don't think it continues. like I don't think you get that deal on month number two. I think it's just to incentivize people to try out their subscriptions. So month which, number two, they'd be still charged the five it'd bucks. go to five, I okay. think. I think that's how it works. Uh, but you know, you get a few perks. if you're a twitch viewer and you don't like their advertisements because they do pre-roll ads, those go away if you're a subscriber. Um, Of course, you can also watch D Live and then you don't get any pre pre roll ads whatsoever. So, you know, there's different ways to watch us. But if you like Twitch, it is Subtember, so you can check that out. Twitch.lrn.fm. Let's go to David. He's in Virginia listening to WLNI in Lynchburg on FM. Hello, David.
8: How are you guys tonight? Good. What's on your mind? Well, I'm an entrepreneur and uh, I've been running the company for about 30 years. And up until Obamacare devastated our plan, we had figured out a Free market capitalist way to cover all of our employees for health care and have it be affordable both for the employees and for the company.
2: You hired a vet?
8: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, you know, it's a pretty deep subject, so I'll try to keep it brief. But the bottom line is where the problem came in originally was they allowed us to get confused between what insurance is and what payment for services are. And people got used to insurance companies being the only people paying medical bills. Yep.
1: Mm -hmm. So,
8: so what what, what I decided was I said, look, we're going to go, we're going to get insurance for the things that are least likely to happen, but are financially devastating if they do happen.
0: Catastrophic coverage, as they call it.
8: Catastrophic coverage. And then the company is going to take the savings between our old group plan and the, um, the, in the fact that our employees had to buy these plans, they were typically around 200 bucks a month, um, and I just tracked it and said, "Okay, we used to pay 4 to 500 bucks a month to try to get these Cadillac plans, but now we're not paying that, so we, we banked that money." Mm-hmm. And then I said, "Okay, I'm going to pay medical bills, actual medical bills, until I run out of money," and I you know I put it on the, on a you know I, I kept kept everyone in the company appraised of how much we were, how we were doing. And um, you know the thing was, it never ran out of money. Hmm. Um, we had more money than we could. How spend. many employees, if you don't mind? At the time, we had we had about fifteen that were on our plan. We had a total of about forty employees, but most of them were a lot of them were part time. So, but just to clarify, to you
0: were saving about two hundred bucks a month per employee times fifteen, sucking that away in a in a savings account, like a basically. medical savings account that covers all like the
1: employees.
8: You're you're, you're you're a little backwards there. We were saving everything by having our employees buy the two hundred dollar plan themselves.
1: Catastrophic plan.
0: Okay.
8: We, well, we had we had to get them to buy you know individual insurance in order to get that to happen because there weren't any group there was no group plan we could get that was just a group catastrophic plan. Um, I kept asking my insurance agent before that we used to have. I said, When are they going to write that policy? And it never came along, so we finally just went and helped our employees shop for catastrophic plans, and then we we payroll deducted their their um, amount they paid for their insurance, and we did a thing called list bill. With at the time we had several different companies, but but companies like Anthem, they were, they were major companies, and most of them typically had about a five thousand um, dollar deductible, and then it was pretty close to 100% coverage after that. So I kind of figured, okay, we got 15 people, so if we can gradually save up to 5000 per person, that was my goal, then we'd be covered. And then what you find out is people don't go to the doctor as much as they think they do. Um, so the money just sat there, and we started paying the entire deductibles, and we still couldn't spend all the money we were saving. And yes. so I I started thinking, man, we're really on to something here. So I you know, made the silly mistake of calling my state representatives and trying to explain to them what we were doing, because I knew that something was going to happen. This was around 2000 that we started doing this, and we did it right up until Obamacare basically made it illegal. Hmm. Um, and now we've got about 100 employees. They all hate the insurance, but we're all required to provide it. Right, right. Um, and therefore, there's no money left for this plan that we had that wow. worked so well for everyone. And and it's uh, it, the thing is, though, it all boils down to the fact that we do not teach capitalism in the schools. We mm-hmm. don't teach people that insurance is supposed to be for things that are not likely to happen, but if they do happen, they could be crushing. Devastating, yeah. right. Well, I mean, that, that, I, what I think is great about this is that your house.
2: if your if your uh, employees like their insurance plan, they got to keep it.
8: <laughs> and, and yes.
2: And they could and, go to the same company,
8: doctor. The, the whole they could go to any doctor they wanted, and then if it was something that was out of network, we didn't care. We just paid the bill. Hmm. Uh, if the insurance company didn't pay, we did. Um, and our employees literally spent zero for almost fifteen years. 13 and a half years or so um they literally spent zero dollars for their health care
1: you had that they in operation for 15 paid... years before obamacare killed yep. it wow yep,
8: yep and i have the records to prove it and i've shown them to several of my um senators and congressmen but they're just they're not interested because it doesn't give them any power right, sure. and, uh, <laughs> right. there's
2: Absolutely.
1: the key right there <laughs> it just
8: it just solves the problem, and and that's the the thing is that um, what's amazing about that is it's not that our employees saved money; they didn't spend any money except for their two hundred bucks a month wow. in case something really bad happened. And we we you know we'd send them in with checks if they needed to prepay for a procedure. Um, I could not spend all the money that we were we were saving up in that account Incredible. based on what we had yeah. been paying for group medical. And then the really cool part about it was at the time, until they got onto to this in Obamacare, when I paid a medical bill for them, it was a business expense for the company, but it was not taxable income to my employee.
0: Mm, nice. Right.
8: So, so you you was all done with pre-tax dollars, and it went a very, very long way. Yeah, Man. I can, and, I can and see and why they got, squashed this.
0: Wow, what do you know? De- <laughs> decentralization, <laughs> the solution to health care. How about that? Nobody ever came in with like a
2: boob job and tried to get you to pay for it? <laughs>
0: Well,
8: well, no, we had those, but and we had money, and we were like elective procedures. We we started covering whatever.
2: Wow,
1: because we just they had couldn't, a surplus. We couldn't
8: spend all the money. <laughs> it, it was insane, and 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 so I'm thinking this can't be that difficult to launch on a national scale.
3: If, if, if what I well, would you don't like launch do anything
0: on the national scale. You just abolish yeah. the stupid crap that they're doing and you let, people like you, let people like you well, figure uh, it out. Uh, David, I thank you for the call. We're out of time, but thank you. Uh, Best call of the night. Definitely appreciate the story. Uh, really interesting, and we'll see you tomorrow. You can join us online in the meantime over at freetalklive.com. I'll post this TVA article on our social media, twitter.freetalklive.com, toot.freetalklive.com, telegram.freetalklive.com. Is spreading the message of liberty, cryptocurrency, and peace around the globe worth $2 per month to you? As you may already know, in addition to our internet feed, LRN.FM broadcasts on free-to-air satellite across North and Central America, as well as Sub-Saharan Africa, and we've been available on satellite for free 24-7 since 2010. The LRN.FM free-to-air satellite signal is reaching some of the most oppressive regimes in the world, and there's no doubt our ideas are making an impact. You can learn more about the channel's impact by watching the three-minute video at fund.lrn.fm. If you'd like to help free minds globally with our ideas of liberty, cryptocurrency, and peace, you can donate as little as $2 per month via fund.lrn.fm. You can help us continue and expand our satellite broadcast to multiple continents. Visit fund.lrn.fm today, and thank you for your help. Don't forget to share the link on social media. That's fund.lrn.fm.